Hi, and welcome to another episode of Melanin Mom Happy Hour Podcast. On this podcast, it's a little different. Yes, everyone on here is Melanin, but everyone is not a mom on this episode. We have, ladies and ladies, we have a gentleman on here. We have, is that a kid's cup? <laughs> we have um, my friend, Aaron Court. Um, I, I've known Aaron since, me and Aaron went to church, We our church during the summertime, they like combine and all that. Um, so I've known Aaron through church um, and then we became friends, I think right after high school. Yeah. Um, we've been friends since then. Um, I did not like Aaron nor his brother in the beginning. Let me introduce him first before I go into that story. Um, Aaron Court is a happily married and faithful husband. Let's put that there. Yeah. Happily married and faithful. Put that on there. (laughs) He met his wife in college nine years ago, and then they got married four years later. They now have three beautiful, energetic kids, as he says. Um, He is currently an actor teaching high school math but looking forward to new horizons in the future. So here we have Aaron Cork in this episode as Melanin Dad. How's it going, guys? How's it going? Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for being on. Um, you were um, our first choice. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Brianna brought it, brought it to my attention. She was like, how about we have like a guy on? And I'm like, no, she's not talking about Colin. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was, he's, he, he, he also turned it down. He was like, no, get somebody else. The year. I've been there the year. All right. So. I hope you know I'm going to brag about Colin on the show. All right. Can we, can we find someone else? Is there, who's our our second choice? (laughs) Who's our second choice? (laughs) But, um, it's nothing but love. But, um, yeah, Brianna brought it to my attention. She was like, let's have someone. And she was like, how about Aaron? And I was like, Aaron is a famous husband now. So I don't know if he'll be down for that. Um, so I, and I think at that same time, he texted me and he was like, just asked, I think he was asking me about the podcast. Um, so thank you for listening. And oh, yeah. he never gives me tips, but he always just says we laugh a lot. <laughs> but There's he no does say like. <laughs> I think, no, really, honestly, like I have, plenty of people that I know that have podcasts mm-hmm. but you guys are the only ones I consistently listen to that says a oh, lot that's... and See, like, I don't... you guys aren't really talking about manly stuff so mm-hmm. I'm listening because I'm actually interested like I love you don't get me wrong to me but <laughs> my, I'm not going to listen to an hour podcast just because I like you I have friends who have podcasts that I don't necessarily listen to so See that, Brianna? That's real. That's real. Interesting now, let's, stuff. Interesting now let's, pass, stuff. let's um let's pass that on to Michael B. Jordan. Okay, next um <laughs> next segment. <laughs> but um, me and Aaron, um, we've been friends for a while. Um, I did not like Aaron at one point because um I did used to praise dance in church, and he's laughing because he knows this story already. So um, Aaron is a pastor's child, and of course they had to sit in the front. So there are times when I kind of like rushed a praise dance and didn't know all the moves. And that certain Sunday, I did not know all the moves. And I just felt like him and his brother were laughing at me the whole time. 
So from that day on, I was like, I do not like those court boys. Um, I don't want them to talk to me. We're not friends. And lo and behold, Aaron is my friend and his brother. Um, his brother is friends with Colin because they both play football together, Alan. Um, and then I'm very good friends with his two older sisters. Um, so I let that be in the past. He still laughs at me, still makes fun of me. Um, but it is what it is. That's the best part about being friends with people. All right. So I don't recall that. I don't ever recall laughing. Why do you you that. say that every you say that every time, but you laugh before I tell the story every time. So <laughs> once again, I know I, the lie. I know the lie. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you. I I remember. I don't remember what I was wearing, but I remember it like it was yesterday. I almost gave up praising because I'm like those two boys were in the front laughing at. Me. So this is what you. Oh my god. <laughs> So before we get into the interview, we're going to do like an icebreaker, which, because like I said, I do know Aaron. I don't know him well, man, now, doing big things. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> He's holding his sign at this moment. And <laughs> He's going to interrupt at some point. It's fine. It just shows that you are a dad and yeah. you have kids around as me i try to uh turn on the tv and tell them to stay in the room for an hour why yeah i was gonna do that <laughs> but I'm, I'm waiting on their mom to come down so it's understandable i almost had all three had, base, had a baseball game but they canceled it i was like yes but now he's probably about to start watching football so uh-huh. yeah <laughs> i get time <laughs> away from that for a little bit but um we're gonna do this card game um it's called Winsaults. we did have the creator of this game on our podcast um not too long ago and we love this game and um do you know how to play okay so great because I was gonna be <laughs> trying to um, um tell you how to play so I'm gonna shuffle the deck mm-hmm. um and if you out there you might want to pick up this game I'm gonna just run through it really is a deck of letters and um you have 45 seconds and you have to basically pick a topic and whatever your letter is you have to state like insult um letter so if we were to pick food and in my hand i have the letter s we would i would um say like stale food or sample food or something like that that's a little example of everything. So I'm gonna shuffle the deck. Um, all right, so um, we're just gonna do two letters and instead of 45 seconds, we're just gonna do 30 seconds if my phone okay. would open up. Um, and I'm gonna set a timer. For What's the category? Seconds. The category is being a dad. Okay. So okay. I really should give you a minute because who knows when we'll have another dad on here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so let me shuffle it up. I really should make it easy, but whatever the cards give you, the cards give okay. you. All right. I'm gonna give you the letter and then I'm gonna hit start. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. And start. Gee, gee. Oh, oh, okay. Hold on one second. 
I hit 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Gee, oh my gosh. As soon as it popped up, I was like, oh, that looks a little wrong. Okay, let's pick another one because you had time to think about it. All right, let's pick another letter. Okay. Does that one stand? All right. And see it? Yeah. And go. The letter is E. 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 <laughs> For dad. Uh, oh my gosh. Insults, though? <laughs> or just like sayings of being a dad starting with E. Start with the E? All right, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. See, look, when I was watching, listening to you guys, I was like, how did I pull things off the side of the head? All right. Uh, let's see. Everywhere. Five, um, four, three. Hey. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. With the E? With the E? It's hard. Like I, it is hard, but it's the first hard. thing that came to mind was energetic. I guess so. But I guess an insult, though. Well, not insults, because we want to praise Black fathers. So let's gotcha. just, let's oh, not, let's not okay. bring them down. So let's, all right, we'll give you another try. That was okay. a, that was a okay. trial run. Mm -hmm. All right, so. Practice. Well, yeah, we'll edit that out. Don't edit it out. Um, <laughs> all right, so here is your next letter. And go. Okay, okay. all right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Keep moving. Um, kings. Uh, let's see. Uh, kinetic. Um, kinetic? SAT work. Killer. Girl dads are killers. Believe Four, that. Um, three, let's two, see. Uh, one. Bob, 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 Bob. Yeah. That was good. That was yeah. good. Kinetic, my dude. Yeah. A1. Excellent. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> Hey, you did you did better that time. So uh, yeah. let's just give you one more time before we jump into these questions. And if we have time at the end, we might give you another letter. So let's do one more and then we'll jump into the interview. And you have C. Yeah. Cooking. Mm. <laughs> um cleaning. <laughs> uh changing, changing diapers. Mm -hmm. Um clothes, putting clothes together. Uh, mm -hmm. crayons. Coloring. Good, that was a good one. Um, cutting hair. Oh. Doing, yeah. Uh, um, conditioning, conditioning hair. <laughs> um, your time is up. <laughs> conditioning hair. I had cuddles, cute, but that's just me as yeah. being a mom. I love cuddles and juniors oh clingy because that boy is very yeah, very clingy yeah yeah so leave out the same word <laughs> is he a mama's boy or he's even worse he's a grandma's boy what yeah he's a grandma's boy he loves his mom don't get me wrong but his grandma yeah. he makes eyes at her like <laughs> it's really it's really bad it's really bad oh my goodness um Colin says that all the kids uh, love me because I basically keep them alive because I nurse. So that's what he says. He says um, they love, well, not love me more, but because they need me. So uh, there's that's, that. 
That's always my argument. I tell my wife all the time. I was like, you take away the, the breast milk, what do you have? Mm-hmm. You have nothing. <laughs> Got nothing. <laughs> right. We have we have good hugs, uh, good cuddles. <laughs> we give good kisses, that type of stuff. We have other things besides milk. Yeah, I tell her that. I said, as soon as you stop breastfeeding, we'll see who the kids truly love. <laughs> All right, so let's let's go ahead and um, ask these heated questions because as women, um, we're not going to say we are the, we are moms and mom, being a mom is a full-time job as it is. Um, So just trying to get like insight on like a father's perspective of um, like raising their kids and being in their lives and um, helping out because I see you helping. Um, first and foremost, let me start with your wife. Um, Aaron's wife's name is Day. I'm going to just give her a little shout out. Day does have a YouTube channel, um, called Day Locks. And, um, I love it. Um, I feel like even though we're so far apart, I feel like I still get to, um, find out things about the court family through her YouTube channel. So, um, even though me and Aaron don't talk every day because life, um, I'm glad that I, um, get to be a subscriber. I get to be one in that number. (laughs) I am so proud of day. I was, I, um, I praise her because, um, I had been told that I need to make a YouTube channel, but, um, very Mm -hmm. lazy when it comes to editing. So um, when Brianna was like, uh, let's start a podcast, and I'm like, who's going to edit this? Because we will have a name and no podcast if it was up to me. So um, I commend her for doing it, and she has amazing content, um, and I love it. And I'm just living through her and her YouTube. So if she ever needs to put like little names at the bottom, she can put my name at the bottom so people can think I have okay. YouTube okay. <laughs> Just your name. Just your name there. Yeah. yeah, just at the bottom, small print. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, let's get into um, asking Aaron some questions. So, we're going to start off easy. Um, so, how does it feel being a father of three? Oh, man. Uh, it's amazing. Let me just start by saying that. Like, most people have dream jobs and stuff like that. I never had mm-hmm. a dream job. I always told people I just want to be a dad, I want to be a good dad. <laughs> So mm-hmm. being a dad of three is amazing, yeah. but like it feels like uh, the ending of like the Dragon Ball Z shows, where it's like, what want to be continued? Will this happen? Well, it's like, will the house get clean? Will the house finally get cleaned? Will the dishes get put away? Like it literally feels like that. Like at the end of the day, there's still like it to be continued. Like there's still a list of things to do. Like, like. It could be eight o'clock and I could feel like I'm so tired, but it's like, all right, the kids still need baths or yeah. uh, the kitchen still needs to have the dishes put away or the mm-hmm. living room still has toys all over it. So it's like, it can make you feel very unproductive, even mm-hmm. though you've had like a pretty productive day. Yeah. So um, what's the difference? Because what's the age gap between Xenon and Levi? Uh Two years. So they're like two years and two months apart. Okay. Like so what's the difference in having two kids compared to three? Uh, I feel like routine. Like I feel like um, when it's the girls, I could pretty much like 
have them taking a nap together, have them taking a bath together, have them pretty much in bed at around the same exact time. But with with Levi, actually, he's actually not that bad. Like mm-hmm. Levi almost sleeps through the night already. Um, <laughs> the only difference I would say, besides is, him being your first boy, so let's take that out of the equation for right now. It would just be the only difference. I mean, going from two to three is uh, less time with Daisha. Really, that less time with Daisha. Yeah. Like, because by the end of the day, I'm tired. By the end of the day, she's tired. And it's like, <laughs> at this point, we're like, we'll agree to do time to spend time together tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like before with two kids, it was kind of like, if someone was tired, you could just power it through and be like, hey, I got the kids. You go yeah. ahead and relax for a little bit. Go play yeah. But like with three, it's like, um, <laughs> come get your assigned child because I'm not taking care of three kids. <laughs> not happening. And not I happening. feel the same same way. So um, when you saying you want to be a good dad, you have a very good example of a father. Um, Pastor Court um, uh, has four children, and um, he's amazing father figure and just amazing person because I swear every time I come to church he makes it known that I'm in the building <laughs> even if no, I'm really, <laughs> to make really sure I'm no. not there and um he'll just praise like all his kids he's like have you talked to Aaron I'm like yeah and then they'll be like oh um yeah we went to see the babies and I'm like <laughs> I saw <laughs> so um yeah you do have a great father figure in your life and um I think I mentioned this on um the other other podcast the more kids you have that's more energy you take away from yourself so mm. like I said like a slice of pizza or a, a pizza um the more slices you take away that's less you have for yourself so um you need to have time for yourself and you need to have time for each child individually to kind of show them that they are loved in their individual self and um them growing up to not always seem like well this one got more love than I did yeah. because this this and this so that's how I feel having three is no joke and then somebody um, my friends always tell me have four I'm like sis nah. there's no way <laughs> there's no way I'm like if God puts that in my in my stomach to have a fourth one we're gonna have to have a nanny my mom's gonna have to move in Exactly. I'm going to be closer to somebody, but having a fourth, mm, we get another dog. At this point, we just get another dog. But uh. <laughs> So um, describe your three kids, um, their personalities. Okay. Um, so we always thought we were going to have a third girl. So we kind of like mm-hmm. thought of our kids kind of like the Powerpuff Girls. Um, Dora was definitely blocked but she was like sweet you know she was just like the you know she was an angel like you know she was just perfect <laughs> Minnie though Minnie everybody knows Minnie Minnie is very like Zanon is um, very rough very mean but she's sweet too though so we called her Buttercup we thought she was Buttercup she is Buttercup mm-hmm. um, Levi is not a girl but Levi is literally <laughs> a perfect child I promise you like the perfect child like there is nothing like anything anything you want your kid to do your baby to do he does you want your kid to pretty much sleep all through the night he does that you want your kid to 
like we needed him to bounce between breastfed milk and formula. He mm-hmm. did it seamlessly. We changed his bottle style like midweek and he didn't <laughs> care. <laughs> He's just like, all right, dad, all right, mom, you want me to do something? I got it. That's what he does. He's like not dramatic at all. Like he doesn't care about anything. And he's still a happy kid. Like, yeah. That's good. So Zora's a sweet, Minnie's the uh, the firecracker for sure. Yeah. Levi is just like easygoing. Like he is like the perfect child. He must have he must have knew like what um Day was going through while he was in her stomach. Like, all right, it seemed like uh, they have a lot on their hands out there. So I'm gonna make it easy for them right now. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. No, for sure. But the crazy thing about it was Levi was our best relationship-wise, was our best pregnancy. I actually liked my wife <laughs> this pregnancy around. And it really showed like because of that, we didn't have any fights or anything. He mm-hmm. came up so perfect. So you can tell with many, we were going through it. <laughs> So, um, Levi is your first boy, and like you said, you thought you were going to have another girl. I think it's funny that you guys are having kids in the same order as your parents. Yeah. So, (laughs) so when um, you guys announced that you were pregnant, I was like, I know, I like, I feel like it's a boy because I feel like they're on the same track as um, Aaron's parents. But um, how did you feel? What was that? Because I can't really. I can't really say how I would feel, but just as a man finding out, like you already have two girls and you're, you have that title girl dad. And just to find out, like, um, I'm having a boy. What was that feeling when you found out? Uh, I was kind of like, I was really bummed. I feel like bummed is really strong. I thought <laughs> I was going to get the trifecta of three girls. I was like, mm-hmm. bet. like I'm officially like the king of the castle. Like I don't have to share the spotlight with anybody. And all of a sudden, the doctor's like, yeah, he's, he's definitely a boy. I'm like, I'm not making a mistake. Here's his man parts. Like, he's the boy. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I really thought, like, I couldn't have a girl. I mean, a boy. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So, you know, a boy. All right. Cool. But it didn't hit me. Like, I was having a boy until he came out. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I have a boy. I don't know how to interact with a boy baby. I was like... <laughs> I'm so like what do like, I do? <laughs> yeah, I'm so used to like kissing them on babies all day, telling them how pretty they are. Um, mm-hmm. you know, calling them mama, calling them like, <laughs> you know, girly things. And they're like, I have a, a boy now, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I can still do the same thing, just don't you know, use use boy pronouns and stuff. Like <laughs> so I still kiss on him all day, still tell him how, how beautiful he is. But yeah. you know, nothing changes just yet. <laughs> like I'm see, excited. Was, see, because at least you're not like Colin because <laughs> he was smiling. He loves compliments. Like he likes being called big and strong. If you call him strong, he like lights up. His whole world lights up. Hey, big boy. Hey, strong Aww. boy. Hey, strong boy. He hey, sounds strong... like your dad. <laughs> He's hey, like, where boy. am I at? Hey, strong boy. Oh, go, daddy's boy. Don't smile, but like. He loves being hyped. He loves compliments. See, Colin, when we both wanted a boy, and when the lady was like, it's a boy, Colin was like, let me see it. I'm like, let me see what the baby. He was like, no, let me see. 
see his. I'm yeah, like, me, all right. <laughs> right. Let me see his man part. Let me see his man part. Because I'm not gonna be in this. I'm not gonna be in this ultrasound. And then four months from now, somebody lied to me. Yeah, that was my all. Well, my, my two biggest fears was um, them pulling the screen up, and it's more than one baby being in there. That was For my sure. one fear. For sure. <laughs> and then the second. Um, would have been like them saying that it was the wrong sex of the baby. So that yeah. was that was my other yeah. fear. We still held on to like all of our girl clothes until mm-hmm. Levi came out. We even had girl names prepared until Levi came out. <laughs> because we were right. like, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I've seen it on the movies before. Hey Zora, mommy wants you. Mommy See, wants you. When when we moved, I gave all my baby clothes away because I'm like um well Colin said he's like if we have another one because I don't think I've said this before I kind of um, made a list of things that I wanted <clears throat> to happen when we move so Colin was like when we move um we could try to have another kid because he wanted to be in a better position with his job so I right. like manifesting like having a house um having another baby Colin right. getting promoted to officer and it was in no particular order and we weren't even trying and like I said, I just took like a pregnancy test and I'm like, um, are you kidding me? And lo and behold, we had another baby and it was a boy. So we had to basically go out and buy more stuff. So Oof. there was that. <laughs> and um, yeah, I have a basket literally with a whole bunch of boy stuff that I'm about to give away because this shop is closed. <laughs> right here. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> So what has father fatherhood taught you about yourself? Oh my gosh. The one thing I said I never wanted, patience. <laughs> I never had patience. But kids will try your patience so much. Yes. Like Zora will try to argue me down about stuff that she has no idea what she's talking about. Yes, it is, Daddy. Yes, it is. And like I I, I usually like argue with her and this mm-hmm. is like you're an adult she's a child i was like all right i'm gonna let her have it but like patience patience is definitely is definitely something I, mm-hmm. um because you don't want to break your children resilient but they're really not they're yeah really- um i know i have those moments where <clears throat> i feel like at, when they go to bed, I'm like, uh, was I a good parent today? Yeah, for sure. Like, um, sure. and then I'm like, I go and look at them. I'm like, they're like sleeping peacefully. Like they don't see like mommy was mean. And then it'll be like, sometimes I'm like, is mommy mean to you? And Colton just look at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, am I mean to you? Do you feel like I'm mean to you? And I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that I am also showing them love, but um, not like constructive criticism yeah. or like, okay, love this because it's not nice. Or when you go to school, we don't want to show like this behavior and this type of stuff. So yeah. with them doing virtual last year, they were always around each other. It was a lot of fights. Oh, yeah, so my sure. fear was them going to school thinking like it was okay to like manhandle <laughs> another <laughs> the child and I gotta come down to the school because they yeah. want to be doing crazy um like I said I just um I had those moments where I'm 
and what can I do different or did I handle this situation differently? Think it because kids like the next day that would happen. So yeah, um, it's a learning experience. Um, so who is the strict parent and who's the fun parent? Huh. Uh, <laughs> because they just very like, oh no, danger. Let them kids be. Like I let them climb up, uh, you know, the slides and stuff like that and go as high as they can. Let them go out. Let them, you know, be adventurous. She's very um, but I wouldn't say either of us are really strict right now. There's really mm-hmm. not much the kids can't do. And we don't allow yeah. them to do. They're like, they want to play. They want to mm-hmm. go outside. And so like, there's nothing that's doing. Um, yeah. But if you're talking, if strict includes frugal, it's definitely me. <laughs> no, not strict. <laughs> like, who says no the yeah, most? Yeah, like, it would be me. Like, oh, like, you know, think that I'm the strict one because uh, Zora can go out and mommy, I want a tree. And Daisha will get her a tree. I will say, I'll say, look, after dinner, they should let her eat her, like, right then and there. I'm like, she's not going to eat her dinner now. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Hey. Okay. So, um, do you notice like your parenting child parenting child parenting styles have changed since having your first um since having Zora oh, yeah, um, for compared sure. to Le- Levi? For sure. Uh when I first had Zora, I believed in spanking kids. I do not believe in spanking kids anymore. At least not my own. I don't spank my kids at all. I remember one time I spanked Zora because he had uh she had mouth back to her mother. Nah. I can't remember what she said. It might have been hush or be quiet. Nah. And I spanked her. And uh, she looked me right in the eye and she said, Daddy, why'd you hit me? She started Aww. crying. Mm. I was thinking, all right, she has no idea, one, she doesn't understand a correlation between, you know, her getting mm-hmm. punished for what she did. Mm-hmm. And two, she understands that I don't have any business with my hands on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I didn't mean to do it. Oh, you didn't mean to do it. Okay. <laughs> but ever since then, I was like, right, I'm not taking my kids anymore. I like, I'll find a better way to discipline them. Yeah. Trust me. Every month, I yell in the house. I'm like, these kids are gonna make me go back on my word. And like, y'all, they don't speak anymore. Because, like, they really, they really will try your patience. But the way I say it is this if you can, like, have self control with your mm-hmm. own enemies, you know, you know, you're an adult. You don't get in fights on a day basis. How come it's so hard not to put your hands on your kids? That's the way I feel. But that's been the hardest thing. And it's been a growing, um, Experience. You guys gotta be quiet. That's what's wrong. Hold on. Why are my kids still up? I don't hear your kids. I know you guys hear my kids completely. (laughs) But um, 
I understand what you're saying when it um <laughs> when uh I feel like I tell my kids every day, I'm like, why do I have to repeat myself every day? And Colin hates when I start clapping, so they know like I <laughs> He's like, he's like, you're not like, stop doing that ghetto stuff. He's like, why are you clapping? <laughs> I'm like, because I gotta be dramatic about it because they're not listening. No, really. So um, I feel like if you talk it out with your kids, that helps them when they get older to talk out any situation instead of thinking like fighting or violence is the answer when it comes to disagreements and stuff like that. So um Spankings, I'm not going to say they're bad, but uh, <laughs> just like a tap or like a come here, like type of thing, uh, like get yourself together. Um, just so they can get like, right, like oh, yeah. you're not going to keep doing this craziness. Yeah, um, it really depends on personality. Like Gora, I literally can just look her in the eye, make her cry. Not even say a word to her. Just just give her the look and she'll just be in her feelings. <laughs> the nine? Oh my gosh. I will literally go like this to her and say, Zanon, and then pat her bun. And then, you know, she'll go back her business like nothing happened. But lately she's been, the little pat like this on her buns has made her like, just fall out as if I'm just like the worst dad in the world. We told Junior no and he laughs at us. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we be like, no, he be like, ha <laughs> we have a we have a uh we have a little a little rubble on our hands um so uh we just saw day she took did she take all the kids or just one she just took yeah she took levi but did not follow her they're literally sitting across the room from me right now and zora's like <laughs> underneath of me you can't see her but i'm holding her <laughs> So um, let's get let's uh get like a day in the life because you were a stay at home dad at one point. Was yeah. it uh yeah. for how how long were you a stay at home dad? Uh, probably from I remember it was the Monday after Mother's Day till about uh right the school started so until September. Okay, so not that long. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Not that long. So uh, so just tell us like a a day in the life of a stay at home dad. How how was that? It wasn't too bad. Um, mm. So uh, typically I try to get the girls up for them at the same time. So when one of them wakes up, let's get them both up mm -hmm. because I want your nap to be at the same time. Uh, so breakfast is usually the first thing going. Uh, it can either be something small or I like to usually make some pancakes and bacon and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then we go to the park. <coughs> um, so I used to take Zora out for like an hour plus <clears throat> to get like her energy out. And like, it used to be really hot. So we used to go in the morning mm -hmm. because she used to hate going like when it got really, really, really hot. So we'd go out for like an hour. <clears throat> we come back, get a bath. And then we'd like go over like her, her letters, her words, stuff like that. And then we'll mm -hmm. have lunch. By that point, it's like noon. So... <laughs> Throw her in bed, she'll sleep from like 12 to 3 o'clock. Oh, and I'm, wow. I'm good. <laughs> by the time, by the time uh, they wake back up, they home. And I'm like, hey, I did all I was supposed to do. 
Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a little bit different. Um, staying home with the kids than mm-hmm. um, than Daisha is because I feel like the kids run her ragged. Like they're like expect her to be like at her at their beck and call. Me, it's like <clears throat> no, <laughs> no, it's, I'm not it's, doing that. <clears throat> it's so it's like aggravating, but I I don't I don't want to say I understand it because like on the weekends at one point that would be like the only time I would go out like run my errands do my thing and I would like be worried like when I first left junior because he wasn't taking a bottle or anything like that so um I would come back I'm like how's junior how were the kids and he would call and be like he slept I'm like the whole time I was gone (laughs) and I'm like how's the kids he's like I fed them lunch they played their tablet for like an hour and now they're up in the room playing I'm like, are you kidding me? But as soon as they hear that garage door close, they're yeah. on me. I'm like, can I get in the house? I'm like, can I use the bathroom? And it's like, they'll ask me questions like, can I have snacks? Can I have juice? Can I? Can you do a color page? Can I get crayons? Did you buy me anything? Did you go to Target? I'm like, you could have asked your dad all these questions. Like, what is the and difference? I don't get it. Kids really just think moms are just like magicians. Like, I don't know what it is. Zora will run her mom ragged all day and she'll skip right over me. I'll be on the couch sitting there. Her mom will be already doing five, six different things. Mommy, 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 mommy. I want water. And she'll like, why don't you just ask your dad? <laughs> That's why these kids have chores now. Thankfully, I think that's why I, I'm glad that we had that break in between Callie and Junior because the other two are kind of self-sufficient. So if yeah, they want sure. juice, they can get it. Um, they just can't reach the cup. So I try to make sure anything they need before I sit down is in yeah. their reach. But it's always something. And I'm like, you didn't want anything when I was standing up in that kitchen for 30 minutes cooking dinner. But no, as soon no. as I sit down, it's a whole new ball game. <laughs> so oh, I got a question, though. Sure. Mm-hmm. start. When did you start implementing chores? What age? I should say. Um, me and my friend Siobhan, we talk about this all the time. It's hard to give kids chores because they're not going to do it to our level of perfection. So, right. no, really. <laughs> so, um, right now, well, when my mom came, she tried to give the kids chores because she was here for like two weeks. She had Colton back in his floor. And I was like, mom, tell him to pick up his Lego. She did not tell him. So we have a central vac. So it plugs into the wall and all the trash goes That's into the cool. garage. I've always wanted a house like that. I've never known it until we moved here. So no. I'm up, I'm downstairs and I just hear. <laughs> I said, mom, he's literally vacuuming up his Lego. <laughs> And she was like, what? I said, yes, he has to clean up his toys before he vacuums. And he was like, can I get them back? I said, I'm not digging in that thing to get those out. So now he knows to pick up. He runs his hand across the floor and he cleans up. Um, So that's one chore, vacuuming. Um, Couple of me put their clothes away. In the morning, they fill up their water bottles, put the ice packs in their lunch boxes, um, take their drinks to the table, their milk and then when they get home from school take your thing out their backpacks um so they want to help like they want to help oh 
<laughs> they want to help like sweep the floor and vacuum but I'm like you're going to miss like a whole spot underneath the table so I'm gonna have to go back and get it so um just little things from time to time that I guess they'll perfect later on so so if you said age I would say five what did you do to them <laughs> They are doing to me. <laughs> mm. They want to. They want to be back in the camera. <laughs> they were doing. She climbed on the table. She told me to come over here. I saved her from falling off the table. <laughs> she didn't want to be saved. I peeped it. I was like that quick. I was like, oh, somebody almost fell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I know we were talking about um. Uh, you and your marriage so I was having this conversation when we were back home with um with a, a girl and we were talking about love language so um do you know your what is your love language and what is your wife's love language all right uh mine is physical touch my, I think my wife doesn't I always tell my wife she doesn't understand what I mean by physical touch <laughs> <laughs> um but uh her love language, it changes. It depends on what season it is. Uh, gifts, words mm -hmm. of affirmation, quality time. It, okay. it, it, it hinges between those three. Um, mine is really just physical touch or quality time. Either okay. one. Either one. So, so I was telling the girl, I was like, um, I feel like when you first meet your spouse, your love language is no longer the same as it was when you first met. I might've been physical touch, but now I have four people that touch me all the time. It's no longer physical touch. All right, for sure. Um, for sure. Um, where's the affirmation? I don't, I really don't know what my love language is, but like I told her, I said, I feel like um, in a relationship and in marriage and at different stages of your life, you should redo the test just to see if anything has changed because you're changing. So things might've changed along with you. So I really need to take that test again, but that's why I asked you to know if you know um, your love language and your wife's love language. Um, so since you said your wife loves gifts, um, what are your top three just because gifts? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> just because gifts. Let me think about that. I know, um, I know one for her, but go ahead. I'm gonna see if you're gonna say it. The one that I've given her, or just because mm -hmm. gifts that I could give her, uh, that I've given her, but just because mm -hmm. gifts. Uh, I mean, like before we were husband and wife. Um, like I'm gonna go back to like the first couple of things I got her. Like, I remember when in college, uh, I bought her some shoes and some like. This is back when they were popular. Adidas sweats. She just thought those were like. The best gift ever. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, I really don't know. I really don't know. I can't remember. Like now, like if you were to go out and she was like, "I had a bad day," you just want to do something for her. What's like one just because gift you would get for her? Oh, for sure, um, gummies. Gummies. Well, right now it'd be Skittles. Skittles. Mm -hmm. Anything food. Chick Fil A. Uh, that's what I was gonna say, Chick Fil A. That is her number one. Like, <laughs> it could take her day from a, a, a two to a ten. 
gonna say Chick Fil A because uh, I know a couple people that love Chick Fil A, but I feel like she's like in the top five. Yeah, easily. Um, easily. <laughs> so um, I don't mean to switch from just because gifts, but um, what is the pettiest thing you've ever done, either dating <laughs> or within your marriage? Oh, I would say that. Hold on, before nothing. I don't look. This is your house. If she doesn't do the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) and it brings up some memories, you're on your own. So, go ahead. Uh, The pettiest thing I've ever done as a dad to her is pretend I'm asleep when the kids are. I never, I did not think that was going to be it. Yeah, was pretend I'm asleep. Like, I'm you. not getting up. Like, if I'll, I'll pretend like I don't hear, hear a child because I'm not getting up. I'm not. Zanon, I'll get up for it because, again, that's my. You picking shoes? Zanon is my assigned child. Like, no one can deal with Zanon. Like, <laughs> no one. I'm her, like, her whisperer. I'm like the Zanon whisperer. <laughs> But like, cause y'all look alike. That's why. Like with Levi, <laughs> and Levi sitting there crying. Like, it, it got to the point where I can sleep through his cries. Like last night, he uh, he was crying, and I was like uh, taking care of him. That guy, I literally fell asleep on him. <laughs> when it comes to like uh, Levi, I can almost sleep through his cries and stuff like that. So, okay. So uh, my next question um, is, how do you feel about being having being married and having friends of the opposite sex. Ooh, man, I think you should ask Dave that question. <laughs> she, uh, I think she put it on Instagram one time. Yeah, she was being petty. She was being petty when she asked that question. Is she there a reason? Petty, but no, it was funny. It was funny. I don't really want to. I don't know how much I can say without getting myself in trouble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, let me just say this. So the the funny thing about that is, um, me and they laugh about this all the time. So like, um, so she always says, you know, Aaron, when I met you, you came with a lot of baggage. I was like, okay, whatever that means, you know, I'm just a terrible person, huh? Uh, <laughs> but she was like, you know, I never had a problem with Jamia. She's like, Jamia was really cool. You know, she was great. She she knew, you know, she had a, you guys had a great relationship, blah, blah, blah. She's like, but you had some other friends that I, I didn't trust. And like, when it was her mission, I thought it was her mission to like, make Weed sure that we weren't, yeah, that, that going forward, they weren't mm-hmm. going to make it to when we got down the aisle. I promise you, I promise you. I um, made it. <laughs> yeah, you're the only one. You are the only female friend that made it to mm-hmm. June 16th, to June 19th, 2016. <laughs> you are the only one. The so only one. She's probably, I know she told you the reason why. Um, for me, myself, I understand where she's coming from because I did have, and we've been friends for a long time. We've been, yeah. you've, you've been, I'm not going to cry. You've been my friend through a lot of relationships. Um, And you let me tell you like things that's going on and you listened and you gave me like that male um, advice. And that's why you are considered my friend. 
but I understand where she's saying maybe not at the same spot because I don't know what baggage you had and it probably was not the type of baggage that she wanted <laughs> it was not name brand but um I took it as Colin he has no female friends so I took it as if you were not friends with this person before I met you yeah I'm your friend now right. you don't need nobody else I'm your friend right. I'm me she me and Callie we are your friend <laughs> me Callie and your mom and everyone else, uh, aunts cousin like that we are your friend um because I feel like unless like unless they like you met them through me or like friends like through like the military or something like that but it's always like a stand standoffish like not like too close like not texting me and my friends right. we always um said like <laughs> um my friends always say that I'm like the FBI because if somebody goes like ghost for like three days I will look for them so one friend I had her husband's number but we, everyone was like, we're not texting each other's husband because that's just like, it's no need. Right. So I went like to her mom, to her aunt and trying to find her. And one friend had her husband email her husband to find her. We were doing everything possible not to text like each other's husbands, that type of stuff. But um, I think it was just for me, just insecurity because like the relationships I did have, I was being cheated on that type of thing. and them the ones that they cheated on me what were called friends right. so um that's really hard to get over in that sense and like bringing someone in like if he brought some money in well he wouldn't do that but just saying like oh this is my friend I don't know that person I did not vet this person um her name is not Jamia her name is not Callie so you don't have any friends <laughs> <laughs> is she the nanny but even but I understand where she came from and I'm glad I made it. Um, right. I love day. Um, and it's just like this day and age. Um, it's hard to keep friends as it is, but then to have yeah. like your spouse having a friend of the opposite sex, it's just, it's just too much. Yeah. So I definitely get it. Like for me, yeah. me personally, like as a 30 year old man, I'm not keeping like, <laughs> I don't even text women. I don't. Besides you, you're like literally the only woman left on the text. Like I hardly even, I hardly even text my sister. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't even like talking like that anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like it's just as a married mm-hmm. man, you should walk to a point where it's like there's not even like a uh, might be inkling nice. that you might be cheating or you might be entertaining someone else. I think that's just important. And on the lines of what you said, I feel like that is, as you say, Colin gets the best husband award. He will, through, through my insecurity, because he knows I have insecurities, he will still uh, give me those words of affirmation, like tell you, like, even though you've had three kids and you feel like you look like this, I still think you're beautiful. I'll give you another baby. I'm like, I don't need that. 
that one. You can keep that one. <laughs> so just to have, I feel like it's so needed um, just for someone to love on you, give you those positive words because there's just so much going on and um, you just need to like sometime, but not like overly, but just know like I'm here for you. You're my person, um, yeah. that type of thing. So yes, bravo to you. And I guess Colin can get a gold star too. So um, <laughs> how do you keep the romance in your marriage? Um, being married, you guys have been married how many years now? Five. Five, Five years. years and three kids later. How do you guys keep the romance? Uh, honestly, I think if you, if you, if I would say that it's like daily or frequent, I'll be lying. Um, mm-hmm. But you really got to change like your mindset into what like what's quality time, you know, mm-hmm. um, like sometimes quality time for us might be after a long day of getting our butts kicked by the kids <laughs> or laying in bed together and mm-hmm. we're scrolling on our phone. I might be reading an article. Or she might be on YouTube watching a, a vlog. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as long as we're in the same bed and we're just enjoying silence together mm-hmm. and decompressing, that's like our alone time. But um, what what does help though is like my parents, Uh, having people who are willing to watch the kids on weekends, you know, and just go out and just be able to spend time together. Mm -hmm. That is everything. Um, But yeah, and even even small stuff like, you know, um, I brought home and surprised you and brought you home some flowers or some of your favorite snacks or hey, don't worry about cooking tonight or don't worry about, I'm just going to cook tonight for everybody else, but I brought home this for you. That food is like literally (laughs) a love language by itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like I thought enough about you that one, I spent, you know, 15 to $25 on this for you while everybody else is getting you know, what's in the house. That alone, that little gift some ravioli. Is romance. <laughs> because I feel like what what people don't realize is that food really can make your make your day. And uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of nostalgia of food as well. Like, you know, for like for a while Mission's barbecue was like they should go to spot. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it was the gesture and what missions meant like while we were eating like, you know, spaghetti because that's what I made and she mm-hmm. had missions what so the best part about doing is you make a slider meal a meal you know she's not gonna like <laughs> on the 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 even the food she wants because mm-hmm. like dang I really could be eating spaghetti with you guys and I would just be tolerating it mm-hmm. you got me missions yeah like, it's the thought <laughs> process you gotta you gotta set it up <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah I think it's important because I feel like as a mom, uh, it's always about making someone else feel comfortable mm-hmm. and having somebody to make to think about your comfort yeah. even before their own really goes a long way. Because yeah. like being a mom is about being like, if you're doing it right, like let's say you're a doormat, but you're like literally a genie almost, where it's just like, mm-hmm. mom, I want this, okay. Mom, I need this. Okay. And it's just like, when do you 
get a chance just to be selfish. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, if someone else is not being selfish for you, mm-hmm. then that alone can ruin the romance in a in a in a, in a, in a marriage. Is is when yeah. you your husband or your significant other is not being selfish for you, not not allowing you, not speaking up and being selfish for you. Like, no, mom's yeah. not doing that because mom is mom is taking the night off. No, mom's not yeah. doing that because she's just not going to do that. You know, mm-hmm. being the bad guy, I don't mind doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at that right. Point, that, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I was just wondering, like, at what point in your relationship do you recognize those things? That, like, was it during your first kid where you were watching her, like, be a mother? That mm-hmm. you're like, this. I recognize that, like, my wife is going through all of this, and this is how I need to treat her and respond oh. to this. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, I think. Men, we're not, I don't care how observant, I'm a very observant person, <laughs> but men are still very oblivious when it comes to like the energy that women put off. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of it's come from uh, me opening up and having a talk with my wife behind closed doors. Like, hey, so how did you feel about this? How did you feel about this? And I feel like having conversations, I'm not really much of a talker. I don't like holding on conversations but mm-hmm. one thing that I've worked on in my, in my marriage is communication and really just understanding how she felt so in the future when she says no I'm okay I'm good I know yeah you are good but what will make mm-hmm. you feel great that is just the conversations of you know when you're when they're not feeling well or after the fact when it's okay to be honest because like at this point, like, you know, I don't, I don't feel guilty about sharing my feelings about it. You can do something in the future about it. So, yeah. Uh, I'll probably say, like, two kids in. Like, kid one, I'm like, hey, I mean, this ain't that bad. Like, <laughs> I'm doing it, you're doing it, you know? We're good. She's but, still alive. We're good. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, when I saw, like, like, Jimmy, you, oh, sorry, Mia, you were a very <laughs> young mom. Mm-hmm. You know, so like we live in a generation in which like women no longer are like really um, like having like, you know, in our parents' generation at 25, like literally in our parents' generation, you were either married, having kids, mm-hmm. or you already had kids. Mm-hmm. Like in our generation, it's like it's really split up. Like it's almost half and half. Like either yeah. there's women who are your age, who are living your lifestyle, and who are mm-hmm. living, like, mine lifestyle, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, seeing, having friends who are, like, like, you and Brianna, yeah, really, like, living, yeah. like, yeah, like, I'm out here, I'm in Miami <laughs> this week, or I can add the freedom to, like, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. bored. I'm going to Jamaica tomorrow. Mm-hmm. She has friends like that. She has friends who are, like, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to go to Atlanta this weekend. Mm-hmm. She can't yeah. do that. Yeah. So like, Even with your parents being there and helping out, she right. still can't. Right. Yeah. And so, like, having the influence of single, happy women, single, successful, happy women, single, successful, happy women with money, <laughs> like, <laughs> in her circle, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, what can I do 
Chile. <laughs> what can I do to make you not feel like you're the loser? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the lo- not what the can loser. I do to make you feel like you're in Jamaica this weekend? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't feel like, oh man, like I really wish I was such and such right now. Yeah. It's like, I can't help you with that. I'm sorry. This is the life that I, I don't think necessarily gave you because, you know, we chose it together, but like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. sometimes sometimes life just happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want her to feel like, like I could be here. But yeah. I'm, yeah. But I'm here. But, you know, that's uh, like the worst thing. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, going back um, to what you were saying, um, uh, for her to be selfish, um, I have it written down somewhere. Um, that self-care, I've been talking about this on my yeah. Instagram, um, this having a self-care, I know I say it all the time, um, that we are women first, we are wives, we are mothers, we are sisters, we are cousins, we are friends, but we are women first and we need to have that self-care like time and day. And it's not like going to Target, all that type of stuff. Like I went and got my nails done and I'm like, when am I going to have time to do this again? Because Colin, with Colin's schedule and with the kids, I'm like, when am I going to have time to do this again? Every year around my birthday, I always joke. And I'm like, I just want to like get a hotel room and sleep. And in the beginning, Colin used to think like, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to be away from like your friends, I mean, your family and stuff on your birthday? And now he kind of understands that like... <laughs> stay yeah. in bed you need this type of deal so um yeah um I think with what you said how you said you like you guys had that conversation my hardest thing when I got into this marriage was communication so yeah. now and Colin has no problem with like walking up on me like what's wrong with you like we not about to <laughs> get in bed and you have an attitude so now with him like to me like um basically like your energy is off like what's going on like what's wrong what can I do to help you that type of thing and it's funny because he just had this conversation and it was just so awkward and I'm like I was like I'll just text you in the morning and tell you how I feel and he hates that like I will send like a long text oh instead God. of like saying it face to face <laughs> so for him to bring that to me and like, okay, how can we fix it? What can I do to make it better? That type of thing is just amazing because some people will like, just like glance over, like if you, they'd be like, you all right? And I'm like, I'm good. They'll take that as like, all right, well, she good. She don't mean nothing for me. Like that type of thing. So just to have that conversation and um, notice like something is off and trying to make her day feel better by like flowers or food that type of thing is amazing because like even like me just doing this podcast like he just came up and like junior really doesn't take a bottle but he picks the bottle knowing that i'm doing something right now and i'm like all right that means i don't have to hold the baby right now so i'm happy for that yeah so um so and then to what you said about um her friends um i really really understand um like the being the mother and then having like single friends that's living their life and going place and that type of stuff. Cause I do have family friends and they're doing that. Like I had a friend who has three kids and every year she does a girl's trip and she invites us. And with us moving and me having junior, I wasn't able to go. And they went to Jamaica. They had a great time. 
and I'm like, one year I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, really. But it's just me having a new baby. We do have family around, but it's just like letting them go and like being like okay with like letting them go and like living my best life. But um, it's hard because um, I'm like, did I have kids too soon? Or um, right. I wait it. But in right. my mind, I'm like, me and Colin, we did do a lot of traveling before we got together without the kids. So I don't feel so bad. But then I'm like, okay, when these kids get out of the house, we about to be traveling, traveling. And when we get like 40 or 50 years old, we really about to be traveling. So that's like the light at the end of the tunnel for me when um, these kids are off to college or running their Fortune 1500 little companies. It better be. <laughs> And, and doing what they need to do we about to be traveling so that's what I kind of that's what was in the back of my head like I know that when we get older we'll be able to do this this and this um so I know you already pointed out um like you kind of noticed when um Day has like a lot of her mind um and you said it was like around the second child that you like started to notice that type of stuff um. so do you so what is what do you think stresses her out more the kids or school the kids she doesn't <laughs> i don't think she doesn't care about school but she under like when you're a parent your job is just literally like it's it's a means to take care of the kids mm-hmm. it's definitely the kids yeah. it's definitely the kids um yeah yeah <laughs> she doesn't they she will not stress about her job whatsoever. Like she does a great mm-hmm. job. She's a good worker. Mm-hmm. But like in, in education, you stress when you're not prepared. You stress mm-hmm. when you're not qualified. If mm-hmm. you're qualified and you're prepared, there's literally nothing to, to complain about. It's 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 an amazing job. Mm-hmm. That's good. So uh, yeah, Colin's the same way. He doesn't bring his work stresses home. And it's funny because like I used to pop up on him at work and then like people will always be in his office and they'd be like, did your husband tell you about all this paperwork he had to do last week? And I'm like, no. Right. <laughs> and then he'll just look at me like, look at them like, I don't tell her what goes on in the office. And at first I felt like offended because I'm like, I want to know the gossip. I want to know what's going on. And he's like, no, I'm not bringing that stress that I dealt with at home. I'm not bringing yeah. that home because this is like my happy place, like this is my comfort, like I'm not doing all that, but he tells me like the little crazy stuff that goes on now, but he doesn't tell me like I just had to rearrange the whole schedule because somebody messed something up, and I'm like, all right, that's fine, I'll come pop up and get it from somebody else, (laughs) (laughs) so um, my next question, which wife doing YouTube, if this opportunity was ever presented to her, would you be down to do a reality TV show? Uh, if there's money involved, I am down for <laughs> it. I am down for scripted it. Scripted or unscripted? I mean, either way, either way, whatever's going to get the viewers. <laughs> because it's, like reality TV is already looked down upon and like, mm-hmm. like in, I guess, acting world or yeah. Hollywood so it has to pop yeah it's gonna get ratings it's actually gonna be good for sure I'll do whatever I'll do whatever because at the end of the day my goal is to be a stay at home 
dad. I'll, oh ride, my the gravy, God. I'll ride the gravy train. Let's go. You'll you'll hold the mic when it's Daisy. <laughs> exactly. Make exactly. The kids do it. I'll be Stedman. She could be Oprah, and I'm fine with that. I don't have I don't have a big ego. I don't have a big ego. We are so, one. So um, I know I see a lot of um, influencers and a lot of couple, like a lot of the couples end up being influencers. I know um, there's this couple um, there. They go by Life with the Logans and they're a Christian couple. Um, and the husband was working like the office job for 10 years and he just retired. So now he also is an influencer. Um, so would you be an influencer if like, if you like had like content? Cause I know like, I think at one time he was on like sneaker content and I don't know if you still are a sneaker head, but I know like you used to be, <laughs> kids change that. Oh, I think even before kids, I stopped caring about sneakers like that, mm-hmm. but it really hit me when I was like, I'm like into heavy into home renovations. So if I've been influenced and I would do home home reno, home mm-hmm. stuff. I actually redid uh, um, Levi's room. I got to mm-hmm. show you that. I, I finished mm-hmm. it like, I really honestly finished, finished the room before he was born. But mm-hmm. I'm putting like the final touches on like, you know, hardware and stuff now. But yeah. I would do that. I would do that. But yeah, I'm definitely on the secret game. Like, it's too trendy and mm-hmm. it's way too like overpriced like shoes yeah. aren't worth what they're selling for like they're literally guys they're not even the best leather and they're like <laughs> it's just leather and rubber i'm not i'm not doing that <laughs> i'm not doing that the heat hits I, it and it melts go, i used to go crazy over sneakers i don't i don't care anymore i remember you yeah. and cj yeah Yep, y'all used to always, y'all used to clown me. And I'm like, I'm about to go get some sneakers. I'm like, why are you getting those? I'm like, yeah, they're oh sneakers. My gosh. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying to get something too. Anything, anything pink and black you wanted. I'm like, please stop. The worst shoes are pink and black. The worst <laughs> shoes come in pink I'm and black. A girl. I like my pink, y'all. And then you get upset, be like, "Man, just go ahead if that's what you want." I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yes. Oh my gosh. You and CJ oh, always will be talk about. I'm like, I want some shoes. Even till this day, like I still talk to CJ, and I'd be like, I want these shoes. He'd be like, send them to me. He'd be like, Why? I'm like, <laughs> They're Nikes. No, and then he'll oh. like send me five shoes. He like pick one. I'm like, None of them. He's like, Man, just go ahead, just go ahead. So, no. <laughs> no. so there's that I'm like alright whatever whatever so um, I know like we talking about friends so um, do you feel like um, you I know you were in college and stuff and you made a lot of friends and um, which you still um, are close to your fraternity friend um, brothers and whatnot um, do you feel like it's harder to make friends at this age or do you feel like it's like not really friends, like just like high and by type friends, like social media type friends? How do you feel uh, about that? You mean like real life friends, like friends at work? Mm-hmm. Well, mm. or friends in general, like friends like friends in general. Um, the difference is I don't want to make friends. <laughs> I don't want to make friends. 
I don't like I got to the point where like I am okay with what's at home like literally even when I was in college like I remember one time I drove to a Kappa cookout I drove two and a half hours to a Kappa cookout I got there I was like all right cool cool. my frat brothers are here you know my boys are here it's cool but I was like Daisha's not here Mm-hmm. I literally stayed for like 45 minutes. If that, oh I drove back to the Eastern Shore that same day. I was like, I, I just, I just don't feel right without her being there. So mm-hmm. like, even now, like, I don't even have like the, the want to go mm-hmm. out like that. I don't have the yeah. want to make new friends. Like, so yes, it is hard. Uh, at this age. To make friends because like I mean like, if you're just really regulated to meeting new people based upon like who you work with mm-hmm. nine times out of ten the people you work with I've I've realized that my work field aren't forthright so I mm-hmm. won't even I don't even talk to people outside of work like people that I, I work with I keep it mm-hmm. professional I keep it if we're not talking about school mm-hmm. or whatever I'm not talking yeah. to you like even the people I coach with if we're not talking about coaching, you know, or like, you know, they ask me about my kids because they got kids too, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to happy hour. I'm not <laughs> hanging out outside of work. I'm not doing any of that. So it's just like, I see you enough. I don't mm-hmm. want to see you outside of work. Yeah. That's just how I am. But So you're that, you're that person that they'll be like, I sent you a friend request and you'd be like, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> you're that For sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I don't I don't like it I don't I've never worked at a job where I hung out with people I worked with except for one job and that was when I was at men's warehouse and that's because all of us went to school together all of us went to school together other than that no, no. all right that's understandable um I feel like for women it's kind of hard um me myself I don't really try to find single female friends. Right. Um, well, Brianna, you don't count. I said looking <laughs> <laughs> because I want to be able to have a conversation with someone that I get to relate to. Yeah. I don't want to go out to dinner and you're ordering like top of the shelf stuff. And I'm up here looking at like the appetizer, happy hour menu. And then we're having a conversation. You're talking about somewhere I'm going here, here, and here, or I'm shopping here, here, and here. And knowing like we're on two different levels. Right. Um, so um, I have no problem with single females. It's just like being that closeness. We were, it would really have to be like a lot of common traits that we have for me to be like, oh, I'm going on a girl's night. And still, even with me having female friends that are moms or wives, I'm not about to be sitting down here talking about my kids for the next four hours because I got out the house <laughs> to right. be away from them. Yeah. So um, that's just my look on being friends. Um, so, oh yeah, for sure. I, I feel like that's the my biggest thing too. Like as a guy, I really don't drink. I mean, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. So meeting gentlemen who who don't do either of those things or like mm-hmm. who have that same like. We all the expectation when we go out, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh, my best friend, he just stopped drinking, mm-hmm. you know, and he was, you know, a heavy drinker for a while. But like, you know what I mean? Like going out with people who expect to be like, we're going out of the town. It's just like, 
I don't have that energy when I go out anymore. Like yeah. after ten o'clock, I'm good. I'm ready to go back in the house. And people are ready to like, get up. I'm like, no. And like I feel like if you're on people who are like not necessarily in like the they're ex- people I've noticed who don't have like uh, who like when I meet people who don't have kids, their expectations of how we hang out are just like not realistic. <laughs> like yeah. on a weekday, let's go out and let's yeah. you know like how like yeah. you know what I mean like I got kids at home it's a school night yeah. I put them in bed like it's just like sometimes their expectations because they don't have limits which is wonderful <laughs> I have limits and it's probably like I can't I can't I'm yeah. not even on that level anymore man like I gotta be up at six to get like change diapers and stuff I remember it's funny because um, I think I've seen this on Facebook it was like, I am no longer that person that could come in the house at 5 a.m. and be at work at 8 a.m. I'm not that person if I had been up all night at 5 a.m. with a baby. No. And I had to set like four alarms just for me to get up. And Colin Hill said that He's like, why do you have so many? I'm like, because nine times out of ten, I'm going to sleep through the first one. I'm going to snooze on the second one. And the third and fourth is to make sure I get up at the time that I need to be up. So my body is no longer at that at that limit anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. Um, I know you talked about you um, cooking. So how do you feel about gender roles in marriage? Oh man, how old do you want me to get? How old can I get? <laughs> how old can I get? Go for like, it. Um, go for yeah, it. Go ahead. Okay. I do not believe gender roles should exist at all. Like, they shouldn't exist. Now, well, I'll say this. Um, I think what you and Colin have going on right now, what you stand at home, is mm-hmm. what is supposed to be like. Now, the reason I say that is because there's a lot of terrible things that have happened to the family since. I'm not blaming women for it, but since women mm-hmm. have started going to work, mm-hmm. a lot of terrible things that happened to the family. Like, um, let's talk talk about obesity. Mm-hmm. All right, um, people look at American obesity like you know they talk about how it came up in the '80s and '90s. It's like, guys, that's a direct correlation to like. Not necessarily. I'm not blaming moms, but mm-hmm. moms going to work. Like, mm-hmm. think about like um, like. I mean, when you get when you're home all day, your mm-hmm. kids come home from school. You could have a, a nice healthy snack already prepared for them. Like, oh, mm-hmm. the kids are coming home. I can set aside some healthy snacks. When I get home, and my <laughs> girls come home, it's like, yeah, go in that pantry. Get yourself a mini muffin. Go ahead, girl. You good? Go get those cheeses and those Cheetos. Go for it. And like, it's those small, it's those small moments that really add up to like overall health of a child and like the development you know it makes a difference but um general i think as a man going into a marriage if you say if you put a limit on what you will and will not do for your wife mm-hmm. you're dead wrong yeah you're dead wrong if you will not make a meal if you will not change the diaper if you will not cook clean or whatever you are dead wrong that's how i feel i feel like mm-hmm. A marriage is 100-100. You give 100%. Mm-hmm. 
you give and you serve 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 and you serve. If you're not ready to serve the person that you supposedly say you love, you don't need to be there. The second thing I think is that men have a, both people have a, have a carry a huge burden in the marriage. But I feel like men carry a heavier burden because they asked for you mm-hmm. to marry them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as a man, um, if you go in there with expectations of things being your way and you're not going to do that because that's a woman's work mm-hmm. and you need to reevaluate your whole situation because yeah. like, like your whole entire, your whole entire marriage vows are pretty much to take care of your life. You know what I mean? That's it. Mm-hmm. it say, you know, let you sit back and she feeds you. It doesn't say that. I, I write on, it doesn't say that. Um, but I think I think you can do what works for your marriage. But I believe that if I could if I could retire Daisha, I, I joke about being a stay at home dad. But if I if I really could retire Daisha, mm-hmm. I would love to and let her stay home, and I guess be like a nuclear fifties family, mm-hmm. but without the misogyny and the sexism. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be my goal. That would be my goal. So did you come into the marriage like without the gender roles and or did you like see that like growing up like there was no gender roles uh, with your parents? Uh my parents really don't have many gender roles really. Like my mom normally cooked for us mm-hmm. um because she was home first, but like mm-hmm. now my dad cooks all the time. You know, mm-hmm. if there was a major event, my dad cooks. Mm-hmm. Um the only thing that they general that kind of stays the same is, is diaper changing because my dad doesn't have a strong stomach. <laughs> but like, other than that, like my mom took care of the finances. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because she's just a math brain, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, I've seen a house that really didn't stick to gender roles, but my mm-hmm. parents are still very, they stay still very true to gender roles. And my mom still does dishes. My dad probably, I have never seen my dad do dishes before. I've never seen my dad load the laundry before. Never. Oh. Never. And, going in, and those are all things that like I knew how to do since I was mm-hmm. like 12. I think my mom like purposefully but subconsciously was like making us learn these things at like 12 yeah. and 10 because she was like, I ain't raising no 1960s boys or 1950s mm-hmm. boys. I'm raising boys who understand that like it doesn't take, it's not rocket science. You don't need two X chromosomes yeah. to load laundry. Like, <laughs> it, you know, so yeah. I thank her for that, honestly, because I feel like you can't just sit around waiting for somebody to be like, hey, um, yeah. I was I was waiting on somebody who could do that. Like, no, <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, um, my family, um, I didn't see that. I want to say... When my mom and dad first got married, my mom took a year off, basically, mm-hmm. to, like, get acclimated to being to Maryland and having a house and um, us getting in, getting in the routine of being in school. So, yeah, she did the cooking and the cleaning and everything. But now, my dad does more of the cooking. My mom, they both equally do the cleaning. Um, they used to have a dishwasher. My parents do not use a dishwasher. They got it taken out. Oh, no. So they be looking at me <laughs> sideways. <laughs> they look at me sideways. When my mom comes, my dishwasher is not being used because she will wash dishes by hand. 
Um, my parents are so bad and I feel like this traumatized me and I brought that into my marriage and Colin was looking at me like, girl, calm down. My dad used to wake us up if there were dishes in the sink when he got up to go to work. So every night before I would go to bed, Colin would be like, it's like 12 o'clock. Why are you washing dishes? I'm like, there cannot be anything in the sink. And that's just like, now I'm like, if it's a pot in there, it's cool. But if it's piled up, like, I can't, like, it has yeah. to be cleaned up. So, um, yeah, gender roles, Colin, he'll cook breakfast, he'll make lunch. Um, but I don't, dinner, he barbecues. So, yeah, he, he cooks. cooks. So, um, yeah. yeah, we, he, yeah, it's kind of a, I'm not going to say a half and half, but um, it gets done. Yeah, talk um, to your strength. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because if you're not going to do it right, I'm gonna have to do it. So <laughs> that's, that's the only that's the only thing. So um, it is football season, mm-hmm. and you are a Steelers fan, correct? I am. Okay, so um, with you being, I don't know if you're like a diehard like football fan, like Colin, um, uh, but uh, does Day watch football with you? Uh, not really. So she likes to try to, so mm-hmm. she can like have something in common. But uh, <laughs> a lot of times, what she what she started to do is get everybody out the way when the Steelers are mm-hmm. because <laughs> I'm like that's what I prefer more. Like a lot of times, they'll all come to the room and try to watch the game with me, mm-hmm. and I'll hear Zora. Zora Zora loves my attention. I love her too. But <laughs> since you're watching football, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. What's that? Why are they wearing this? And it's just, it's so funny to me. Where it's like, she's like, by the time, by the time the game is over, mm-hmm. I've been, been so distracted. Like, dang, like, I, I can't even watch the game in peace. I don't even know what really happened. Like, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not like a super fan because I know every year, like, at the end of the season, you'll text me, like, who's your team this year? Exactly. Because so that's how you know I'm not like a super fan. So I kind of like I'm like I watch it because Colin enjoys it, and that's kind of like our time together. Cause like during like Sundays, like we'll send the kids upstairs, and he'll that's when he comes out of his game room because he wants to watch it on the big bigger TV. So that's kind of like our time together is just um, doing sports, um, watching sports together. So. Um, Two more questions. Um, this one is a little heavy. Uh, <laughs> um, with the with the climate of everything that we went through last year and um, things like that, um, with the George Floyd and situation, how does it feel raising a black son in America? with everything that's been going on? Uh, you know, um, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a lot of other huge things to, to maneuver as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, I feel like a lot of things you can't control. You can only, you can only, you can only worry about what you can't control. Um, mm-hmm. Racism is going to, it's going to, seems like it's going to be here forever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, raising the son, I feel like there's a lot of important things that I'm, 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 I'm not gonna say more focused on, because mm-hmm. um, racism is very, very, is very huge, but I'm, I'm focused on, on more so raising, raising a man is gonna grow up to be a father, you know, mm-hmm. more so than anything else. And I think a lot of those morals that you instill will, will take care of themselves. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say, I think it's important to raise your son to be very self-aware of how important their, their, their small decisions are and what mm-hmm. kind of person they become. Um, but I also think it's important too, is like with the George Floyd stuff, so much respectability politics that go on, you mm-hmm. know? In the past couple of years, like I've, I've, I've been like, you know, shedding like the, not really myself, but like being more like, black and carefree like i don't care about the good negro thing Mm -hmm. at all i feel like a lot of people really push the good negro narrative like if you're a good negro and you look the part and you get the good job and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's like you're doing your part it's like no like i don't need to be the good negro i just need to be myself Mm -hmm. you know if i want to grow my hair i'll grow my hair out if i want to wear a hoodie i'll wear a hoodie i want Mm -hmm. baggy clothes i want baggy clothes if I want to wear whatever, I want to wear whatever. Because, you know, Malcolm was shot to death in the suit. Martin was shot mm-hmm. to death in the suit. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter what you are, what you look like. You're going to be Black with whatever you wear. Mm-hmm. And if you are a strong Black man, it doesn't, it, you're going to be a threat regardless of what you wear. And it's just really about what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, the scariest thing for me is, uh, is uh, raising a son who is oblivious mm-hmm. to black consciousness. That's my biggest prayer. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't ever think about my son being uh, one of one of the many moderns that we mm-hmm. had. My biggest concern is just raising a son who's a Tom. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. Man, I have to sound like, you know, whatever, but that's my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Raise the time. That's not going to happen. See, with, I made this promise with Callie that I would surround her with uh, beautiful Black women, smart women, um, women that will always be positive to her. Um, but when I had Junior, with everything that's going on, I made this promise to both of them and it wasn't that I needed to make the promise, but I had noticed it already happened that Colin has a great group of male friends that are educated, smart, um, family driven, um, husbands. Um, and at one point they all have been there for me, like when Colin was away or something. So I know like he has a great circle of men to look up to. Well, they both have a great circle of men to look up to and to be surrounded by <clears throat> if, um, they need someone to reach out to and you included and um, CJ and my brothers and stuff, they know like they can reach out if need be. And sometimes like they don't like, I've known like my mom, she was like, you didn't always come to me when something went wrong. I always went to a friend. So I want them to have someone that I know will give them the best um, advice 
whenever something may come up, whether it be life, um, girls, um, school, anything oh. like that, and make sure like they have someone that won't like be like, nah, don't listen to your parents, but like, yeah, like what your parents are saying is true. Because like now that I look back, like a lot of the stuff my mom said was true, but now with this day and age, it's so different. So I'm scared for <laughs> the teenage yeah. years. But I just have to um, not be their friend. That's one thing I'm so glad my mom did. She was never trying to be my friend. She tried to instill things into me and teach me like, okay, you may not listen to me, but what I'm saying is true. But now I look at her as my best friend. So um, I'm just glad she had other people around me. And I had, um, and she like made sure like I had people around me that I could talk to and they would give me the best advice and sometimes I didn't listen because I was hard-headed but um, I'm glad that I had them around (laughs) Um, so last question Um, I think I asked this already Um, will there be a fourth court (laughs) no no way as as we will (laughs) no (laughs) way Um, me and they should have talked about this and unless we hit the lottery or we have, you know, some, you know, great, great, great aunt who just leaves us in an inheritance, it's not happening. Four kids changes everything. Change the type of car you have to buy. Yep. Your insurance. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, no, no, no. But you had great. I'm not going. I'm not going to push four kids on you because I feel like every time I got pregnant, y'all had a kid. So it was mm-hmm. like a back and forth, back and forth. So um, if we're doing the back and forth, I'm going to cut this off now. Yeah, so, <laughs> we're not do. playing tennis anymore. Um, I feel like three is a good number. Um, when we were trying to have Junior, I'm like, I didn't want to have two, even though we had the boy and the girl. Right. I'm like, because um, my mom just had me and my brother, and then later on I got step siblings, and then Colin was just him and his brother. Of course, he wants a football team, but this uterus is not doing that. No. So, um, <laughs> so I feel like three is a good number because if you get upset with one sibling, you have another sibling to go to instead of two other siblings ganging up on such and such but I think three is a good number it's a solid number because right now we have three car seats we both have three car seats in our car so yeah yeah <laughs> um Callie just moved to a booster seat but I'm like that's still like a car seat yeah, like I'm yeah. ready for like everybody good to the back of the car and I don't have to buckle anybody in help them out that type of thing it's a lot I want these I'm, 90s I want these 90s these 90s uh transportation laws back because I remember by the age of four, I didn't have anything. I was in the back with a with a with a uh, with a seatbelt. Like what's up with these kids being eight years old now, still need to be in a booster seat? Like we used to be packed. We used to be packing in my aunt's car. She used to pick us up. It used to be like eight of us mm-hmm. in yeah. a car, like deep. Yeah. No seatbelt. Seatbelts seat where? In the trunk in the minivan sometimes. Oh That's how packed yeah. our car was. Like 90s, 90s parents did whatever, honestly. And that's really? the scary thing because it's like you were my parent, you allowed me to do that. Like <laughs> I trust you with my own kids. Like 
But also cars I, were made to like last back then. I feel like cars now will fall apart if they would. want them. But can you imagine like someone rear ending you and you got your kids in the trunk? Like people aren't crazy drivers. People man, weren't crazy drivers like that back man. in the day. They probably weren't but distracted. They probably weren't distracted. Because we used to be lo- loaded. loaded. Yeah, they didn't have cell phones and music yeah. and aux cores and Bluetooth. That's so <laughs> Just crazy. the radio and a cassette. You had to wait till. They that often. Like, we used to like ride with kids in the floor, mm-hmm. kids in the trunk. Like, what is the world? Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, minivan, minivans where? We don't need no minivan. Y'all better pile up scoot over and the bigger yeah. the bigger kid had to sit in the front because you needed space in yeah. the back for that's that's funny I this, yes mm-hmm. i would funny. never do that to my kids never never but i do let zora drive now though like when we get to the neighborhood i let her sit on my lap and she's <laughs> in the car she actually does a pretty good job but, colin he um he used to do that in his pickup truck because he has like a little ford ranger he mm-hmm. had like the jump seats in the back so you you're turned the opposite way and um he used to let the kids ride in it but yeah those were the times back in the days man that's crazy <laughs> do you have anything yeah. brianna about being in cars i i remember being in a buick like with my grandparents like one on each side of me in the front seat and it, mm-hmm. like the front seat had like the long like just no yeah. rest in the middle mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. I yeah. was in the front seat giving directions, like, nah, turn here. <laughs> I no, couldn't really. see over the dash and sitting in the front. So, yeah, you get pulled over, you probably get arrested this day and age. <laughs> I almost did that when we were doing the drive drive thing. I was going to have Colton get in the front, but I'm like, nah, it's too many, too many eyes. They might, and it was a cop up there too. I'm like, I'm not getting arrested today. Well, that's y'all. also a thing. I feel like these days, like, parents would be quick like a mom would be quick to snitch on you like in the 90s nobody yeah nobody's looking at you nobody cares they doing the same thing you do yes i'm gonna say this um curbside pickup they've gotten very lax now but panera bread um it's been times i try to do curbside pickup but they take so long and i have junior in the back i'm like it only it's only gonna take me 10 seconds to like run in the store to get my bag but i'm like and we have tenant windows so they really can't see him but i'm like today today will be the day yeah (laughs) like look at this black mom just left her black baby in the back of this car i'm like so here i am tugging him along so now i got an attitude because y'all wouldn't take so long when i was about to risk my life for this salad and sandwich and y'all want to take forever. When I told y'all five minutes ago, I was here. So, what kind of sandwich you get? That's the real question. Uh, it was a turkey bravo with bacon. Okay, yeah, turkey bravo. <laughs> Smokehouse chicken is, is is really good though too. Colin likes that. They have a they have some coupons going on, so that's why I've been at Panera Bread. But yeah, I got the app, so they send me they send me coupons all the time. They don't send me it like that, so they need to get it together. I'm gonna stop coming. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. But Brianna, do you have any more questions for Aaron here? Being a melanin dad in this 2021 
year? Um, I think we pretty much covered it. So um, we always give, well, I always give um, the women their flowers. Um, I just want to give you your, I guess, gold star, your crown for being, um, I felt like it was it was already in you to be a great dad and a great husband because uh, you're already a great friend. Um, um, for just being a great Black father and being like a good role model for other men um, because we see too many times in celebrities and in real life that some men are not there for their kids. They can live around the corner and down the block um, and not just be there for them. Um, but for you to be there, um, for them to be under the table, jumping off the table and you being hyper, <laughs> being aware that they are there, uh, for being a great husband to your wife, um, to see when she needs those moments to herself, uh, for you to be a stay-at-home dad when she needed, um, she needed you to be there. So um, we just amend you for that. We, um, we see you. We we clap for you um, and um, I'm glad to call you my friend uh, because if you weren't there and treating day like a queen that you are, I probably, you would not be on our podcast right now. She makes it easy though. She's easy to love. So. But um, you guys are a beautiful couple. You have a beautiful family. Um, you're, you're three little ones. And we love you. Um, you're a great friend. Um, Aaron is also the godfather of my three kids. I don't know if I said that earlier. So um, I guess we're in this till the end yeah. <laughs> as being friends. Yeah. So um, thank you for agreeing to be on this podcast and no. um, letting us take most of your evening. <laughs> Thanks again for having me. You guys are amazing. Your brand is amazing. Your episodes have been amazing. Just keep it up. I can't wait to see you guys um, start charging for your podcast subscriptions. I'll see you two in the future, and I'll tell people that I know both of you. Well, I don't want to be famous, but if you can be rich. Jordan. I don't want to be famous. Yeah. I don't want to be famous. I just want to be rich. Yes. Right, you know. Yeah. Get the fortune. And give, me the, and give me the fame. If you get the fame, give me the fortune. Yeah. But uh, thank you for listening to us and thank you for always giving me that little feedback um, whenever you listen to our podcast. And I hope you have a great evening and um, I will probably text you when the Steelers play the Cowboys whenever that is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Have a good night. All right, you too. Bye.